Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Salt and Shadows. Trace the salt, embrace the shadow. Hi, Diana. Hi, Courtney. We've got our altar set, our joints lit, our cards are drawn, no fancy beverages today, but we got our water. This horchata might count as a fancy beverage. And today we are going to be talking about just what it means to like live an authentic and true to ourself type lifestyle, how to be true, what it means for us to be true to ourselves. Yeah, absolutely. To be aware of who we are. And how to show up. How do you show up? What does that even mean? And how do you show up as that against all of the challenges and circumstances that you come across in daily living with all of the different lives? <laughs> so yeah, that's what we're going to talk about today. Yes, I have one question though. <clears throat> we're starting with an icebreaker question. I love these. Okay. What did you have for breakfast today? Oh, well, today, lately, I've been having the same thing every day, um, and I'm having egg bites, which are like these oh, little... Oh, from Costco? They're from Fred Meyer, actually. Okay. Yes. My bad. No, that's okay. I'm <laughs> sure they're actually quite similar, but Probably. yes, they're little omelet egg bites pre-made, mm. and I've just been having those in the morning. I don't feel like I can eat a lot in the morning, mm. and what I do need to eat needs to be gentle on my stomach. Mm. Um, and so I just like to get a little protein in my stomach when I can eat. Nice. Yeah. Is this, are we just talking eggs, eggs and cheese? You said an omelet bite. What else are in these? Oh, so yeah, it's eggs, cheese, bacon, and a little bit of hash brown. Oh, mm-hmm. oh wow. Mm-hmm. That sounds really tasty. Yeah, they what, are. What part of Fred Meyer do I find this they're in? Really, they're in the frozen section. Oh, yeah. Okay. The frozen, you know, honestly, most of the time my husband goes and gets them. Oh, okay. And so I can't tell you exactly where in Fred Meyer. I'll but it's ask in the him. <laughs> yeah, just ask him. He'll tell you. Yeah. Oh, all right. He's a Fred Meyer expert. Nice. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> does that mean he does all the shopping? Most of the time, yes. It's actually ended up that way. He actually enjoys it now to get out of the house. Mm, yeah. And since he is willing to, I like to be able to be at home with the kids and not all of us need to go everywhere so yeah Yeah, it just works for us cool yeah what did you have for breakfast today for breakfast what did I have I happened to have some gluten-free bread left over from a trip I took this weekend Mm. and so um I don't usually buy a lot of that and so I had the heel ends and I toasted them, and I put butter on them, and I baked some bacon, and I put the bacon on them, and then I covered them with two fried eggs, wow. and I put a little <clears throat> bit of sauerkraut on top. What? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So we are in episode number two, and we've still managed to mention sauerkraut. Yes. <laughs> yes. I guess maybe we'll have a pattern of this. Who knows? Who knows? Don't jinx it. No. <laughs> I mean, no, of course not. It is what we make it. But can I just uh, let talk about something further with this particular sauerkraut real yes, fast? Yes, please. Sauerkraut conversations. <laughs> Hashtag sauerkraut <laughs> conversations. Um, so I bought this sauerkraut and it has pickled cucumber in it. Ooh. 
but I didn't think to myself that like a light bulb did not go off in my head at that moment that meant pickles. <laughs> that was a good ooh, by the way. I just wanted to confirm that because it could have gone either way. That was a good ooh. Like it sounds amazing. Oh, I want that. Okay, well, yeah. I want to clarify that it's not for me. <laughs> okay. Okay, so okay. I don't love pickles. I don't like not liking things, and I really do try to come around to being curious about what I don't like. You know, I don't know. So, but I don't really like pickles that much, and I usually ask for my burgers without them. Sometimes I'm like, if I get, for some reason, I have a thing in my life where I ask for no pickles, and I always get pickles. It's almost like the universe wants me to like pickles, and I'm like, okay, it's okay. I can try a little bit at a time, and so that's what I'm doing with this pickled like, literal pickly sauerkraut that I accidentally bought. Sure. Um, I'm just putting a tiny bit on it at a time on my food, and... Maybe for you, it's, like, it's, like, kind of growing a taste for something, just like you would with, like, red wine. Mm, that's a good point. Yeah. You're just... That's what the word I was thinking was accumulating a taste mm. for it. Yeah. I do like that perspective, because right now, I just... It's like, like I, I don't, I, I can say, okay, <laughs> it's fine. It's okay. I don't prefer it. That's right. how I feel about it right now. Sure. And it's an interesting space to like really be curious about something. Like I used to be such a picky eater. I would never, ever, are you kidding? If I didn't like something, there's no way I would buy it. Or like I would have thrown that shit out or given it away. Like sure. I, w- I wouldn't be taking tiny spoonfuls. Right. So, yeah, fascinating. I think that is actually a really, like, great way to segue into what we're talking about today because <laughs> yeah, you are, in a very subtle way, bringing up this topic of, of knowing yourself and challenging yourself mm-hmm. and showing up in this way that you are willing to um, confront yourself and perhaps challenge yourself in the efforts of growth mm. and, um, and knowing yourself well and, and continually like kind of striving to know yourself deeper and deeper. Oh, and that's kind of what we're talking about today. Absolutely. At least that's where we're starting. <laughs> that is a great reflection. Thank you. Yeah. This, this profound curiosity for my palate <laughs> has come, actually came to me during a <clears throat> self-care day. I used to take full-on spa days at least once a month was my goal at mm. the Olympus Spa in Linwood. I think we talked about that last yeah, episode, Yeah, we've talked too. about it before, yeah. Or at least before, yeah. Um, and so I had my full day there. I went to the restaurant, and I that they have in the spa and they give you like a bimbop bap. I just butchered that, but they give you like a little plate with a bunch of different Mm -hmm. types of foods. And she brought, the woman brought them over to me, set it down. And immediately I was just like, I don't like that. I don't like, like, I don't like kimchi. I don't like this like pink mayo looking stuff. Mm. Like, I don't even know if I like raw broccoli. Like I, and I was just immediately like, no, 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 no. And then I was like, hold on. Why don't you try every single one and just be curious about it? Like, why don't you like it? And right. 
So I sat there and I tried every single one and was just like profoundly curious about like, like what, like what makes this, what makes me dislike this? I think that's the magic. I think that's the moment that you just said when you actually pause and ask why. Why am I choosing this? Why do I think this? Why do I respond this way? Mm. What are my reasons? Who am I? Who am I? (laughs) Yeah. And like, especially because I feel like that is a direct parallel to even emotion, especially like Mm. why, why am I having this reaction? And it's, of course it's the same, same, but different, you know, or different, different, but same. Um, and I think that's also the beauty of just mindfulness practices in general is that it's never like, especially in yoga, it's never just one thing. It's always like your practice on the mat directly correlates to other areas of your life. And this is like a great parallel and bridge that we are yeah, suddenly discussing here about various foods. How do you, how are you like, do you feel like you're able to approach your own palate or food in that way? Or do you, are you more of a person that's like, I don't, I mean, we know you're neutral about pineapple, <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> in like general with other food. No, I would say for the most part, I'm actually very adventurous. Um, I, I really enjoy trying new foods um there are certain things where if it just doesn't even sound like it would be appetizing right I probably won't like tarantulas yeah like why or crickets like do they see a lot of that comes down to how I also you know know myself know my values know what I enjoy and know why I make the decisions that I make I I actually know very well the reasons I choose things and mm. another thing that connects Courtney and I is um, we both are connected through nutrition so so much of my choices for a long period of time were basically from this grounding of what does it bring me what how does it feed my body mm. and if it doesn't meet those strict you know, matters, if it doesn't check off those things on the list, then I don't need it. Mm. And I have softened that part of myself where... Are you talking, just to clarify, are you <clears throat> speaking to like rigid, more rigid nutrition protocol type yes. stuff? Okay, just yes. to be clear for the audience and myself. <laughs> yeah, of Thank course. You. Sure. Um, and I have softened more into a intuitive way of viewing things. So that also has changed how I make those choices. Um, but a big part of it is still ruled by nutrition for me. So like, yes, I absolutely want to try things like kimchi and, and, you know, things that aren't what I would grow up with, but like, I know the nutritional value of them. Whereas in the past it would have been like, no, that's weird. And I don't want that because it was something I didn't grow up with. But I came to this understanding of like, actually I want to experience things that I didn't necessarily always know. Yeah. And that's always been a driving factor for me. So I have a lot of favorite foods. Oh, I, I cool. Yeah. I rarely turn foods down unless it's really something that doesn't agree with me. I didn't mean to just randomly spat out like tarantulas and crickets, but I like in this vein, I personally am very curious about those. Cause I know that like they are nutrient packed and I've other had cultures, crickets actually. 
Yeah, I actually yeah. have had crickets too. Definitely cricket flower. That's like a big one. Ooh, I actually um, haven't had that. I think I had chocolate-covered crickets. Wow. Yeah, it was something that we carried when I worked at the co-op. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. When I went to Thailand, obviously, like, that's their culture, and they eat those things, sure. and they, just out on the side of the, like, the food carts and stuff, they would have, like, big platters of mm-hmm. tons of fried, dead insects and, and arachnids. Honestly, I feel like I would be actually motivated to try things like that that would be a part of being a part of that culture out of yeah. wanting to support and respect that culture as well and yeah. to have the experience of joining the culture and not mm. just, you know, right, be there for what I am comfortable experiencing. I think that's a whole new another level for me with the insects especially just because I'm a texture yeah. person like my friend mm-hmm. when we were in Thailand I think bought a bag of ants to like nibble on or whatever and they weren't they I don't maybe they were seasoned but they weren't like chocolate covered they weren't a powder or anything mm-hmm. it was just a bag of ants and he was like do you want some and I was like I wanted to want some but I didn't want some <laughs> uh like thinking of like sure I just have to get over the texture but I yeah, it's, and that's so interesting. Mm-hmm. I'm so fascinated by our desires and limits and own capacity to push them mm-hmm. and in different different ways at different times. It's just like even showing up to meditation, you know? Every single day it can be the exact same thing, but it's never going to be the exact same thing because you're showing up in a different way with different things every day. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Should we talk about lessons that we've taught each other in our friendship about how to be true to ourselves? Because I know I at least have a couple I want to share. Yeah, totally. I think that's a good way to start off. Do you want to start? (laughs) I feel like I've been talking a lot. Maybe not. I would say that I really feel inspired by how... You have always been honest about how you are going to show up, Hmm. about what you are experiencing. You were always and always have been very observant of somebody's energy and being able to be there Hmm. as well, to be able to hold space for sharing certain things. Um... And that's not something that is widely, like, expressed. And, I mean, I we're all working with the public. Like, it's not really something that is in our everyday language mm-hmm. to really have those conversations and to check in and to just really be genuine and show up with honesty right off the bat. <laughs> and you have been that person since that first moment that I met you. And I don't see that as being overwhelming or showing up as too much or anything like that. I actually feel like that is how we are meant to show up. We're meant to show up with, you know, 
being in that moment and being fully who we are, our fullest expression. Mm. And I really feel that way when I am in your presence. And so oh. that is something that I have learned from you about really just having this permission and this grace to show up in that way. Oh, thanks. Yeah. That's funny. I <clears throat> can't help but laugh a little bit because I feel like in a lot of ways you do the exact same for me. Just like slightly different. There are two specific stories that I want to share. And one is just again with like the energy, managing your own energy and there, and even being able to just speak openly about how I am feeling down to the point of like, so there's been a couple times where, I mean, in the making of this podcast, we've got together so many times and we're like, okay, we're recording now. Okay, this date. And it just like, for both of us, our energy, we just kept being like, hey, I'm just feeling off this day or like, I'm just whatever. And the first, very first time we tried to record, we recorded like 20 or 30 minutes and I just like turned it off and was like, I'm just not feeling this in this moment and I remember I felt extremely flaky and self-conscious and I communicated that to you and you were just like hey it's cool like um, energy shifts and like you know moment to moment and I can totally just accept you for where you're at and like it I mean you didn't even say that that's how I felt and that's how I took it and that was really really just awesome. It's just so profound to be like, yeah, like you're right. Like I'm not, I'm not being flaky. I'm being true to who I am. Um, that's such a big, big one. And then the other one of course was, um, I was just, we were talking about this right before we press record today, but I, uh, we were on a zoom call when we were still doing virtual friend things. I don't even know. Why did we have that virtual, that, that virtual call. I don't remember. I think we honestly, we were just kind of trying to make time to spend with each other to get to know each other. Yeah. And we were just being really flexible in how we spent time together in the beginning. Yeah. Like, yeah, if we couldn't just hang out, it, you know, we just wanted to catch up. We wanted to be intentional with each other. And um, now that we have like gotten to know each other, I feel like it's pretty much all in person of course usually we're in each other's bubbles yeah in in that very that beginning spot especially like we were just taking any opportunity to really get to know each other yeah yeah and we were just chatting whatever you lit up a joint and I was like I was so taken aback and I was like I love that you just lit up a joint right now and you said something like yeah I just assume or not maybe not assume but like I trust that the people I choose to spend my time with can accept me for who I am and if I want to light up a joint you know those words sound like me (laughs) yeah and yet sometimes it surprises me that I would say that nah yeah sometimes yeah you know, as as we as we come into ourselves, as we like reclaim who we are, and you know, come into our own power, there's going to be those like fluctuation periods. I feel where sometimes you you kind of go back and forth before you really truly step into yourself, mm. and. That is one of those things that I'm kind of fluctuating with now, but it does feel that honestly, I've also 
created this around me as well, that I have this community that we all show up in the same way. We all mm-hmm. show up in this way of supporting each other and respecting wherever we are in our path. And whether we can, whether we choose to light up a joint or we are sober, we can all respect our individual places. Yeah. That's really the energy we're moving in. Yeah. Full acceptance for each, yeah, for each other, wherever we're at and our differences too, of course. Yeah, of course. Cause we're all going to have differences, even though there are similar things that bring us together. We have this mutual respect for each other and each other's differences and choices and lifestyle, whatever that looks like. And just being able to express who we are on that day is also a gift. I feel like a lot of that comes though from through self-acceptance and like working through spending intentional time with yourself and like working to even under like the biggest one of the biggest lessons in my life was under learning to understand the narrative within my own mind like learning how to notice the narrative notice that I am the one who thinks my thoughts I'm not my thoughts right um yeah, I lost my train of thought. And your thoughts can change. Yeah, it'll come back to me. I had a diff- I had a point, but it'll it'll circle back. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think it's definitely about being able to be in touch and connected with who we are and what our choices are, what our values are, and being able to show up in that and you start recognizing it within others as well. When you're in their presence, you can recognize that there's a way they hold themselves. They hold their energy. They speak and hold their words. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it really is an energetic vibration that you communicate with and what you communicate through. And so it's really important to be able to show up in those ways authentically, to be able to really know ourselves so we can know what we want in in any given moment. Because, you know, the reason, a lot of the reason of what we're talking about today is because we do question what our responses are, why we do the things we do or make the choices we do or say the things we do. Why are we doing those things? And as we ask ourselves those things, we are knowing ourselves better. And it's a really important outlook to have throughout your life to continually keep asking why so that we really understand ourselves and are able to connect to that whenever it's called upon. And the more that we can show up in that energy, the more we will feel that things are not just slipping out of our hands, you know? It's like the more we are there and we are present, we are actually creating because we're making the choices for those moments and what directions they're going in. So the deeper you get into it, you really do see how it all starts connecting and moving its way out through your life. What you choose, what you believe, becomes your life. So... And stopping to dismantle, like, wait, what do I believe? Where did I learn this? Why do I believe this? Why does this mean anything to me? Why do they believe it? Yeah. 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 
Hey, I'm going to interrupt this episode real quick and just ask you a quick question because Diana and I talk a lot in this podcast about all of these different layers that it takes to get to know yourself and using tarot as the tool, using self-care as the guide. Did you know that Diana and I both offer services individually to our own clients and students to help guide them on their path within? Yes. And you can work with us via our membership sites. Courtney has the online movement studio, and I have readings and tarot mentorship available through Patreon. You can find both of those membership sites in our link in bio in each of our Instagram places. And you can also find our Damaged Daughters download, the free download that is a guide that goes hand in hand with all of the things that we invite you to explore and learn about and we talk about in this episode and all of the other episodes of this podcast. And with that, I will let you get back to listening. Those, what do you think were like the two, like for me... I would say the two biggest tools that helped me in the beginning for this that kind of like catapulted me off, um, I would say is both meditation and uh, self-help books. I kind of want to say self-help books, but also just like they, I feel like they went hand in hand with me because when I was like first starting the meditate meditation book started like jumping off of the shelves at me and all of this and then that kind of like led me into like this whole of self-help books which of course honestly in a lot of ways like was the first example I had an encouragement to even question anything and to realize that I could have a different reaction and yeah I was just curious if there like if you have any specific tools that you can think of that you like kind of just helped you in that have these realizations for yourself in the beginning can you think of anything um I would say honestly giving myself some space giving myself some space to think my own thoughts to hear my own thoughts I don't think that I would say that I had a meditation practice for quite a while into this journey, at least the first few years. I I didn't have a practice in meditation, Mm. Um, but I was meditating in my own way, in a way that I was kind of intuitively, organically making it happen in my life. I... I would do it throughout exercise. I was always exercising alone because that Mm. was my, you know, like I was able to connect to myself because I was really in my body in those moments. Oh yeah. And I feel like just really having space to yourself is one of the biggest gifts you can give yourself because we really become dependent on others' thoughts to support our trains of thought. Yeah, I can relate to that so much. Um, and with what you encourage with disconnecting, with turning off our phones. Oh, yeah. You know, just a really deep disconnect is really a gift we can give ourselves for that because it's going to take being able to be with ourselves without influence. 
And that's scary because we don't live in a world that encourages that at all. Like so many people, especially family, but also friends. I know a few people and maybe even a listener can relate to this, but people are like, I don't want to be alone. I don't want to get to know myself. I don't want to be alone with my thoughts. Mm -hmm. Like, and that's the first thing too, is like, I completely understand that. But when you can start to realize how much healing and growth and shifting comes within that, mm-hmm. maybe a little seed of curiosity can be planted because in the definition of self-care that I am always saying, it's like, you have to choose this path. Like that is the one caveat. You have to want this. Mm-hmm. It's available to you. It's at your fingertips. It's free. It doesn't cost any extra money or privilege, but you have to want it. Yeah, absolutely. You do have to want it. And I don't know, maybe it's a subject for another one of our podcasts, but perhaps, you know, I mean, I can think of just a few reasons why that fear comes up as well. Is it a fear of what is coming up during those silent times? What are our thoughts during those times? Or is it a fear of missing out? Mm. A fear of feeling like, you can't quite disconnect because your life is connection. Yeah. There's also like, yeah, I think fear, fear personally is a big one that resonates, but I love how it's never just one thing. It's always a both and, and everyone has their own individual experiences. So also an invitation to just reach out to us and let us know kind of what you think on that subject and, if you are someone that struggles with being alone or sitting with yourself and your thoughts, like, why is that? We'd love to know if you are willing to share. Yeah. And that can absolutely be anonymous as well. Oh yes. 100%. Yeah. We're just wanting to really be able to tangibly reach and connect with people where they feel stuck, where they feel there's a pause or possibly a block that they can't get past, you know? What I think is curious about is about people who don't want to change or like mm-hmm. who not necessarily change, but like get to know themselves who have absolutely no interest. Obviously that's not our scope of practice because we are so focused in really helping people to know themselves and to dig deeper. But I specifically am thinking of some family members that I talk to sometimes and we always just joke about how I'm deep enough for, you know, the whole family, but it's like, there's just more than, and these are family members too that are profoundly happy and and genuinely happy. And it's just so fascinating to me that you can, like, I guess what I'm trying to say is that this is, there isn't, this isn't the only path. Like you don't have to do all of this type of work specifically, but it still does take a profound acceptance for what is in life, I believe, in order to live a fulfilled and empowered existence and feel happy. Absolutely. And when you, you know, when you ultimately come across those questions of why is this happening? Mm. Why can't I seem to break out of these cycles? Why does it seem like You know, I can't seem to find friends that show up for me or I can't seem to connect with most people. You know, when those questions ultimately come up, it's because we need to, you know, we are ultimately asking ourselves those questions. That's why we we have them within us. Yeah. It's because we need to answer them. 
That's why they're within us. It's a good it's good to ask questions too. Like yeah. I'm still pretty new in my ancestral healing and mm. connection journey. Yeah. But that's like one Same. thing that profoundly comes through is ask. Like you must mm. ask your guides and your ancestors. You have to ask for help. You have to ask. And I remember you saying that too and I've been remembering that when I am doing that as well with because I don't. Right. And that's so, you know, even for us where we are being in this place of wanting to grow, wanting to deepen and wanting to connect in these ways, we're still not thinking of everything. This is why we need each other, you know? <laughs> yeah, because, community. Not just me yeah. and Diana, but we're talking community. Like, Well, I do need you, but yes. I need you too. Yeah. We all, you know, as a human race, like, just this is why we need to be able to really understand ourselves so that we can understand those around us. Yeah. Yeah, that's a really good point. It brings a more compassion. It, yeah. Absolutely. It breeds more compassion and understanding and acceptance. Yeah. The ripple effects of it are really, really quite wild. Well, and it ultimately brings you to this place of really knowing what you need, Mm -hmm. what you need to accept within yourself. And the more you know what you need, the less you need others to provide it for you. You're not expecting others around you to provide happiness to you, to give you your peace. You know how to do it. Mm -hmm. But it's so, it is, I just have to be clear, like, that is so hard. It's so challenging. It can feel so foreign, like, the journey of, like, learning how to do that. I definitely remember spinning out in my room, like, four or five years ago and just being, like, you know, so frustrated and, and, and just, like, Starting to recognize your own triggers is, I think, one of the hardest fucking things ever. And I highly recommend getting a therapist or a coach or a guide or a tarot reader, somebody to be able to guide you through the these cycles and this shit that's coming up in your life. It's and, hard. and even it's triggering. Yeah. yeah. Even get multiple practitioners if you can afford that and you can if you have access to that. Um if anything, to make sure that your circle, that your, your, you know, intimate circle is supportive of you and aware of what you're going through. Yeah. And to not get caught up in your own head. Like, it's not like... It's not that deep. <laughs> but it's not just you either. Mm-hmm. It's not just... I don't want you to... Like, I don't want to encourage people to just be on this journey alone 100%, you know? Because it's oh, so absolutely. easy to get caught up in your own head and your own life and it's possible and it's doable but it's I think it's really important to have outlet to talk to somebody who has been there and or who know like who can hold space totally in some sort of professional capacity Mm -hmm. and that's why we're talking about it as well and if that's something you're looking for please feel free to contact us and we will set you up yeah absolutely ah it's that's another really great thing in in just like connecting community with various professionals and and learning like what is right for you and what is a good fit and again that community over competition it just feels so good to be able to naturally 
it's just so much more abundant to refer and to reflect rather than to be like, I remember, I remember learning actually getting bopped over the head with like, you can't be everything. Like you need to know when to outsource what is or isn't in your wheelhouse. And I've always just been such a strong headed people pleaser that in the beginning of my career, I wanted to be the person for everyone. And that's part of why my background is so diverse, to be honest, because I wanted to be the one and only person that people had to see. And it's like, nah, that actually doesn't work that way. And it shouldn't because people need to be able to have a variety of experiences. Yeah, absolutely. I do think that having those types of experiences, though, really teaches you, maybe not in all the balanced ways, but it teaches you how to shape shift. Mm. I like that. Yeah. I also want to go back to the asking thing real quick. I remember also in the beginning, I think it was in one of Gabby Bernstein's books that I read in like 2017, and she talks about asking. And that you have mm. to ask. And I just, it was so uncomfortable for me in the beginning to, to even just at, to just say, to ask a question out loud to nothing, which to me now I'm like, that's like the silliest thing. Like you could say anything and ask anything out loud. Like you'd just be saying it to the air, like what, you know, but yeah. like to to just ask out loud, like, Hey, I don't know what I'm doing, who I'm talking to, where this path is going to go. Like, I don't know if this is all malarkey or whatever. That is such an interesting perspective because I literally had an experience with, did you say Gabby Bernstein? Yes. Okay. Yeah. One of her books. And I was drawn to it, and when I started reading it, it made me uncomfortable because mm. it was very much – I came from a background of you don't ask because you don't deserve it. Oh. Um, very traditional, like, religious, you are from sin, you don't deserve most of what you have and what you do have as a gift, and you need to appreciate it. And God was very distant for me. God was very, you know, I didn't feel like I could approach God within that structure mm -hmm. in a way that felt loving or compassionate. It felt more of all I could have was this type of spiritual fear and respect. Mm. Whereas coming in and coming from that and into this thinking of you can just ask and believe and the universe wants everything for you. It was like literally like a 180, like, there's it's such a bridge the there, right? Direction. <laughs> yeah. You're like, hold on. And I, exactly. I've had to like, kind of take like little intervals of coming back to her books because showing up in that kind of spiritual belief and worthiness, it took me time to really learn how to function within that structure, within that container, because I was molded for a very different container. Yeah. So, yeah, that's really interesting that we both had, well, I mean, I mean it's yeah. pretty 
by at this point, it's almost expected really for us is. to have these stories. Absolutely, but. these parallels. <laughs> I actually, I'm making a note of this because we're coming up on the close to the end of our episode today. But I. I want to go deeper into that. I really want, perhaps that can be our next episode, is really talking about this bridge between, like, the complete doubt and growing up in a container. Because you and I, you grew up in a much more religious household than I did, but I grew up between Christian and Mormon religions. Mm-hmm. And also, just, like, I, it, my upbringing brought me to doubt with God. And it would be really beautiful, I think, to talk about what does God mean to us today and how did we start to shift exactly into being these somebody that does believe in the universe because as this podcast was born out of we need to cut the bullshit with like this toxic this rise of toxic positivity because you can't just believe and ask and all of a sudden everything's changing like it there is a lot more to it than that yeah absolutely and I don't feel that there are enough I I love the word that you use bridges Mm. between those things there aren't these places of transition. And I feel like that's definitely something that we wanted to highlight within our podcast is the need for these transitional bridges between places so that people don't feel like they can't keep up. Like we need to, you know, there's obviously a need for all of us to be able to understand each other. Right. And yet there are huge gaps between us. Yeah. And so we're just trying to find these ways to have these conversations, bring these things together and find ways to connect them. So they're not constantly being divided. Yeah. 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 Woo. That might be a good spot to end today's episode. Yeah. That sounds great to me. Do we have a spur of the moment? I'll let you pick it. Is there a spur of the moment icebreaker close us out question that you can think of? Ooh, let's see. Have you ever had your hair really short? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I cut my hair so short in sixth grade, like boy short, like a boy cut short. Uh And I remember the popular boy told me that he was going to ask me out, but this, but you know, basically like he was going to ask me out before I cut my hair (laughs) and I, and I was just like, well, like how, okay, there are so many different layers of <laughs> fucked up that that is and how I, how I was taught to feel as like a girl and, and also like just, I remember, I just feel like in a lot of ways I was, I was really made fun of. I don't feel like I really loved my hair and I, and I wonder if that was like, I can't help but wonder if that was like a little queer me trying to like come out and come through and then I was basically just made fun of and told that I looked like a boy and I never wanted to do it again. I really do think I will. I mean, I'll likely shave my head because I'm kind of on the path of a monk slash I've played roller derby. Everyone that plays roller derby ends up like shaving all their hair off. Okay. But <laughs> and that just means you have to. No, but. I know it's totally just a yeah. generalization stereotype, but I do think that at some point again in my life I, w- I want to shave my head at some point. I, d- I really love my hair right now, um, and I've gr- been growing it out for a long time, but I really do want to shave my head at some point, and I think I might even want to get a head tattoo. Oh my god, just do it. I'm gonna. Just do it. Okay. Yeah. But not now. <laughs> just, just do it when you are ready to do it. Thank you. Yeah.
Okay. How okay. about for you? Have you ever cut your hair really short? Uh, I did once. And how old did you say you were? I was in sixth grade, so I think okay, I was so like, 12. Yeah. No, I was a little older than that. I, I think I was 15. And I had had my hair professionally straightened. Like, oh, could like, you have a cur- curly head? Yeah, my hair is actually kinky curly. Oh, okay. And so... You know, I was younger, there isn't a lot I can do with my hair, and I wanted to try it. And it didn't really take very well. And I still wanted to go short with my hair. Mm -hmm. And that was a really interesting thing for me to try. Yeah. Because it wasn't really straight, even though, the I mean, the chemicals kind of make it straight, but then you have to use heat tools. And Mm. when it's short, it's hard to use heat tools. And it was just... I'm really glad I did it when I was younger, and I'll never do it again. So okay, yeah, <laughs> I don't have the right hair type, <laughs> but yes, I did do it. Oh my gosh, yeah. that was a really great icebreaker question. <laughs> Close out. Thank you for listening today. Thank you for being with us. We're always open to feedback, and just yes. would love to hear what you think. If you feel called, you can hit subscribe so that you can know when that next episode drops. And, of course, find both Diana and I on our social media handles. Channels is what I meant to say, but with the handles, always I'm self-care creature and Diana is at Safe Passage Tarot with underscores between the words.